Hello! Welcome back! I'm your tired host, John. Hello there, I'm Ian. Man, every time that I do that intro, I feel like I'm about to cough when I, like, as soon as I get about halfway through it. And then it's so hard to finish. I think every time you also get a little quieter. I, yeah, maybe. It's okay, I can fix it in post. Um, yeah, so as I said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm very tired. I woke, like, I woke up this morning. And, like, I just, I felt more tired than... I can remember feeling in a very long time. Like, I don't know the last time I was this tired. I guess without also being sick. And I didn't do anything to, like, to cause it. Like, I didn't stay up super late or anything recently. I've been getting about as much sleep as usual. I just woke up fucking exhausted this morning. I, drank... I think I know what it is, John. What? I think that you're just feeling those Island Boy Blues. <laughs> Because, you know, it's like the weather's getting nice outside, right? The trees Mm -hmm. are starting to blossom. Mm -hmm. Fucking, you know, people are confessing under the cherry trees. (laughs) And, John, I'm actually seeing right now, I don't think that our our listeners can see it because there's no video, but you're actually wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and I don't think (laughs) that you know that you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I, I was, in fact, unaware of that. I was under the impression that I was just wearing, like, a red, like, t-shirt v-necky thing. Oh, you see, that's a, it's a common issue. What's happening is your subconscious is telling you that it's just time to go to the islands. Oh, okay. And until you consciously sort of accept that and make your pilgrimage, it's just gonna get worse, John. Soon you're gonna be walking around, like half a coconut in your hand with a little, little fancy uh, umbrella thing sticking out of it. I see. I guess that would also explain why the four cups of coffee I drank today didn't do anything to alleviate my tiredness. Um, yeah, I bet the coffee tasted sweeter than usual, didn't it, John? I guess. That's, I don't, you know I don't, why that like, is. I don't drink coffee normally. Like, ever. I drink tea a lot, but I never drink coffee. So, like, I really upped my caffeine in, uh, intake today, and it, it was not effective. But, you know, around, like, four, I started to feel somewhat awake for a little while. I fell awake for, like, an hour today, so that was exciting. I will say, though, is the reason why your coffee tasted sweeter than usual? Yeah. Uh, it was turning into pina coladas as it touched your tongue. Oh, wow. Like, do you remember, um, do you remember Pirates of the Caribbean? Mm-hmm. And how there were those, those cursed sailors, and, like, you know, any, any food you eat turns into dust, any water you drink turns into sand or something, I don't know. Yeah, It's yeah. like that with you... Except all the things you drink will just turn into pina coladas, and oh. all the food that you eat will turn into, like, sort of festive luau ham. Uh, that sounds pretty nice. Like, I... In the short term, yes, but it's it's not a, con- a nutritionally complete diet, and that's, so this is life-threatening. Okay. <laughs> you will die. Oh, shit. From your Island Boy Blues, John, so <laughs> I would strongly recommend a vacation. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look into that, then. How, <laughs> how long do I have? Well, I mean, however long your body can survive off of the nutritional reserves that it already has. Well, I, the thing is, I don't... It, the transition isn't complete, though. Like, I'm, I'm, I've had many things today that were not just, like, didn't taste entirely of pina, col- pina colada. Like, I wouldn't have okay. figured that out if you hadn't told me. They still tasted mostly like the drink that they were. And similarly with my food, it still tastes mostly like the food it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's possible that you're still in a transitioning state, in which case, you know, the, the sort of countdown clock's not ticking yet. But right. just based off of 
the sort of vibrant hue of that Hawaiian shirt you're wearing. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it might be an advanced case, and I think that maybe you're just again sort of trying to trick yourself. You're you're, you're sort of battling against your subconscious to make something. No, this tastes. This does not taste like a refreshing, cool pina colada. This is just you know a boring old coffee. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's good to know. Thank you for this diagnosis, um, and I will try not to die. Um, so I guess we should, uh, you know, address the, the podcast. Um, so, so Ian, uh, remember how we forgot to pick a topic for this week? Well, I remember how you forgot to, to uh, pick a topic <laughs> for this week, John. I think I, I did my job. <laughs> Which is nothing. Well, hold on. I, Actually, I, I guess you... you did ask me earlier today what the topic was. <laughs> so, you you were very proactive. I did my due diligence, John. <laughs> um, well, so I, I came up with a good excuse as to why uh, that is, and so we can play it off like it was totally intentional. Oh, okay. Great. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so nor- so as uh, as I'm sure you are aware, uh, we release our episodes on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um and uh normally there are four Sundays in a month, but this month there are five. Oh uh, shit. So we're running out of storage space for the month. It's <laughs> um, like uh, the our like hosting plan is based on like how much upload space you have per month. Um mm-hmm. and so so we're, we're we're not like super low, but we're kind of low. Um so which is why I thought uh which is why I made the very conscious decision to uh, do a special episode this week, just a short episode mm-hmm. uh, about the Great British Baking Show. Okay, well, so that is that does sort of dovetail in nicely with uh, the overall theme of our podcast of sort of ASMR and Great British Baking Show. Yeah, so this week we're going full Great British Baking Show. We're leaving out the ASMR and everything else, and it's just going to be an episode about the Great British Baking Show. So I don't know, John. I might have a surprise for you. Oh, oh no. Do we we'll have see. time for surprises this weekend? Oh, I think we do, John. Uh, for okay. a surprise of this magnitude? All right. All right. Lay it on me. Well, the surprise is, so, um, like, before we started recording this podcast, Wait, sorry, I, before we started recording this podcast, mm-hmm. I got really curious, and so I started Googling um, Paul Hollywood ASMR. Oh, shit. And, John, I did not find really any ASMR-themed Paul Hollywood content. But oh, I did find um, a tweet by KFan, at KFan. It uh-huh. says, ASMR vid, tilde, 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 Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry, tilde, 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 thoughtfully chewing shortbread, tilde, 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 ten hours. <laughs> and that's got two retweets and 19 likes. Uh, wow. Posted September 17th, 2016. Uh, so I also did a little bit of um, preparation for uh for this episode mm-hmm. um i googled the great british baking show asmr before we mm-hmm. started oh wow um, great minds think alike yeah uh and so there were a couple results of um like uh asm artists doing great british uh bake-off or baking show uh like role play uh but the second result from google is a a link to a tweet uh, the tweet is from Mara Wilson, at Mara Wilson. She says, I think the Great British Bake Off is, to me, what ASMR videos are for some people. Um, so there you have it. Great tie-in there. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's what I've been saying all along, John. Great yeah, British I, Baking Show is my ASMR. 
I think, um, the, I think that, so, like, obviously, uh, this is a podcast about us, like, giving our opinions on everything. So, the fact that you said that, like, you know, that's our opinion, but it's not really a great, um, I guess, like, it's partly us giving our opinions and partly us, well, like, reporting it's the facts. mostly the Presenting evidence. Scientific facts. Yeah, yeah, it's all about presenting facts mm-hmm. uh, and evidence to the audience. So, your opinion, you know, great, very important and valuable to us. But it doesn't really go all that far in convincing our listeners that um, the Great British Bake Off has much to do with ASMR. But I think this tweet from Mara Wilson really kind of ties things up nicely. Um, yeah, we found one tweet from one famous person um, comparing the two. So there you go. Like, Ooh, she famous? Case closed. What? Is she famous? Um, yeah. Well, she's Twitter verified, and I recognize her face, but I, I don't Mara remember what Wilson. I know her from. Hold on, this sounds like a case for fucking Detective Ian. Yeah. Oh, her name does autocomplete. And so I think, actually, here's going to be a fun little thing. Um, so I just typed in Mara Wilson, mm-hmm. and as Google is wont to do, it will um, sort of Oh, she was Matilda! What? She is oh. Matilda! Damn it, John, I was going to have us try to play a game where we try to figure out what she was doing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, well, I guess I ruined that. Yeah. Man, what a fucking great movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I never uh, saw it. But, oh, really? I liked the book, though. I was a big fan of Roald Dahl growing up. Well, as someone who is a fan of Roald Dahl and also um, Danny DeVito, I would recommend that you see that movie. Danny DeVito's in Matilda? Yeah, he is her uh, mean, angry father. Uh, I was hoping he'd be the Trunchbull. No, yeah, he is he is her father. Um, but yeah, Danny DeVito is in Matilda. Uh, so, I, I haven't seen it since I was a child, but I would like to watch it again sometime. Great film. Um, so yeah, Matilda uh, thinks that, uh, you know, th- or says that the Great British Bake Off is to her what ASMR videos are for some people. Wow. So there you have it. That's inspiring and powerful. I think so. Um, so I guess we should talk about the show some more. I suppose so. So first off, we need to we need to sort of come come off and say what we have and have not watched, so we know not to spoil things for each other or our listeners. Okay. So I have now seen um, the entirety of the first season. Okay. And I've seen I'm up to episode I think. Oh, I'm gonna just open up that tab. I'm up to episode three of the second season. Okay. Um. So I'm still in the first season. Um, I, wait, did we, are we not spoiling it just for each other, or, like, is it okay if we spoil it for the listeners? Oh, yeah, definitely. Who cares? Okay, cool. So, I just watched the episode this morning, uh, where they don't send anyone home, because it's, like, a close tie. Yeah. Which one was that? Pastries? Um, uh, no, I think it was the, uh, European cakes? No, no. Continental cake? Let me, yeah, let me... it would have been it would have been um, continental cake because continental cake six remaining bakers and they move on to pastries and then it's only an advanced dough and they say five remaining bakers so oh, okay and All it right. makes sense because there's the whole uh, fiasco in episode four the uh, Alaska oh yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I I have gotten past that for sure. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I just watched Continental Cake. That is correct. Okay. Okay, so John, you want me to tell you who wins? The first six episodes. Uh, no, not really. John, Um, I have a spoiler for you. mm -hmm. It was Paul Hollywood. Oh, wow. Um, so one thing that I have noticed is different now that I'm halfway through the season is for the first five episodes, um, well, so I, I should, I should preface this by saying, like, everyone on this show is obviously an exceptional baker. Like, you wouldn't get on the show if you're not a phenomenal baker. Um, but even so, like... But not phenomenal enough to be professional. Yeah, well, I like, not a... Well, you're just not a professional. It's not, like, what... Well, but I just sort of like to think that every professional baker is strictly better than everyone on Great British Bake Off. Um, that might be true. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, maybe. But it, it just seems unrealistic, right? Because it's, you know, you watch those people do their, their crazy bakes and they're like so elaborate and so yeah. cool looking. Like, when was the last time? I mean, we know a baker, John, right? Yeah. When was the last time Noel ever presented us some sort of showstopper? Uh, I would say never. So. Yeah. So professional bakers, you know, uh, let's step fucking it step it up a little. <laughs> You need to start making a showstopper every week and presenting it to your friends. Yeah, I want to see more showstoppers, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. I, I, I agree. Um, also, you've got to keep in mind, like, people working at Stop and Chop are professional bakers, right? Hmm. Or, yeah. out here in the Midwest, Kroger's. <laughs> in joke, John, you won't get it because you don't have Kroger's. I, I, I've... I'm aware that Kroger's exists. <laughs> I, I don't know. What's the joke? Is it like a really shitty No, it's just, it's, it's, it's a fine supermarket. It's just like, okay. you just don't know why, anything about it, John. Why is that a joke then? It's John, just a you supermarket. you don't understand Kroger's, is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. You don't get it, John. Okay. Kroger's is our thing. It's our word. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, so the point I was trying to make uh, um, is, like, everyone on the show is really good at baking, but it's still, like, kind of apparent early on, like, that there are some people who are potential winners and some people who are not going to win the show. Yeah. Um, like, there's definitely, like, a, a little bit of a division. Whereas at this point, like, six episodes in, everyone on it is really good. Like, th- I think everyone on it at this point, I've thought at some point, could win the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, pretty much everyone at this point has been Star Baker or come close to it. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like, like, at this point, anyone who goes home, it's like, it's tight. It's close. Yeah, I will say. So, after I watched the first season, sort of immediately went into the second, mm-hmm. I was struck that there really is this mid-season divide. It almost feels like two different shows in a way. Where you've got your Great British Baking show, when it's pretty obvious, like, the big question is, which of the losers is going to go home this week? <laughs> I say losers not like, oh, they're such a fucking loser, but it's like they are not they are not going to win this show. They are going yeah, to and that becomes apparent fairly early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, Norman is a pretty good example. Where, like, Norman, uh, also, like, really, really good baker. Hanging like, in there, fucking, I fucking loved Norman. Like, mm-hmm. I fell in love with him, I think, episode one, when he won a challenge by making plain crackers. But, like, just perfect plain crackers. Like, so uniform. It looked like they were made by a machine or something. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, like, like again, so obviously, like, he's really good. But, like, it became fa- apparent fairly early on that, like, he was not going to win. Because he just kind of had the same issues week after week. Um, where, like, he just could not quite deliver what the judges were looking for. Um, so, yeah, like, even though, like, he's really good and I, I really liked him, like, it was obvious that he wasn't going to win. Uh, and so I guess that is, that, that's sort of the type of person that you are referring to as a loser. Mm-hmm. Or, like, someone who's not going to win the show. Yeah. So there's that sort of stage. Uh, and then there's just the, it, it gets, like, much more intense when the last of them leaves. And it's just like, well, wait, hold on. This, they're all, like, really good now. Yeah, and I didn't realize how many of them there were that were so good until it was just them left. And I was like, wait, shit, I don't, I don't know who's going home this week. Like, like every other time I was like, well, I know someone's going to go home. It'll be sad, but like, they're obviously not going to win. But at this point, like, it, it, it's rough when people go home. Yeah. So it's like, man, they could have won it if they just like had had a better week or something. And it's even rougher when you get to the end and um, it's sort of the final three and they're going to announce the winner, and they say, you're all losers. Call Hollywood <laughs> won again for the 18th year in a row. <laughs> and he just sort of pumps his arms and <laughs> does a little victory lap. <laughs> it is kind of interesting that they do the uh, final three rather than, like, the final two or something. Yeah, and uh, it's funny. Okay. I did not wrap my head around the fact that they were going to do a final three until just about the last episode. Or I just kept on thinking, so wait, which is the week where two people go home? Yeah, yeah, you would... Yeah, it seems more likely that, like, the week before the finals, you'd have, like, the... like Yeah, you'd send two people home. Uh, but, oh man, it must suck to be, like, the person who comes in fourth. Yeah. Like, you're so close to being in the finals. I feel like most competitions, like, if you come in fourth or, uh, like or in that slot, it's usually there's, like, some sort of bracketing where, like, two people advance to the finals by beating, like, two other people. Mm-hmm. So at least you can commiserate and being, like, you know, there's someone else who lost in the semifinals. Uh, whereas in this case, it's like, oh, there are four people in the semifinals, and I'm the only one who didn't make it to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do say I sort of like the dynamic of having um, three people at the end. Because when it's just two, it's very much like a sort of head-on-head competition. That's true, yeah. Whereas with this, it's like you're still you're still not necessarily competing against... I mean, you're, there's some degree of competition, of course, but... Right, right, but it's not as directly against, like, the one person. Yeah. Yeah, there does feel like there's a little bit more camaraderie in it because there's three of them. Also, I do think they would sort of struggle to fill in the time... Because, like, so much of the show is just, you know, sort of bouncing back from bake to bake and sort of giving a yeah, high-level description of what's going on. And then they do also do the, like, uh, in the final episode, don't they do, like, a little bit of home life with each of the finalists? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, they do in season three. No, they so. just, they, so they spend the first half of the episode, yeah, sort of leading up to the big reveal that Paul Hollywood wins. And <laughs> then in the second half, they sort of reveal the secret history of how it is that Paul Hollywood came to win again. <laughs> how he had, like, been sort of secretly submitting his bakes and okay. sabotaging everyone else and just sort of whole right. sordid history. Okay. Well, so in season three, before they reveal that Paul Hollywood won again, mm-hmm. um, they do a little bit of, like, uh, just sort of, you know, like, 
showing you the home lives or like the life outside of the competition of the three finalists and like you get to talk or like it has some someone from their family uh or like some type of relative talking to the camera a little bit maybe some friends or something just talking about how great they are uh and it just makes you love them even more yeah another great way to fall in love with the contestants so i've got a question for you john about great british bake-off slash great british baking show Yes. Actually, we should probably, so first off, we should probably decide right here now, are we going to call it Great British Breaking Show or Great British Bake Off? Well, I'm watching it on Netflix, which calls it the Great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. So I'm inclined to go with that. Okay. Yeah, we can call it Great British Baking Show. So I've got a question about the Great British Breaking Show for you, John. Yes. Do you think when they're doing the technical challenges and there's that little scene where Paul and Mary are sitting aside and they reveal the perfectly done version of the technical challenge, and they just have mm-hmm. a little bite. A, do you think the person whose recipe it is that they're having to replicate made that? No, I don't think that Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry spend, like, a couple hours making the perfect version of their recipe for every episode. Okay, well, I'm going to need you to play some imagination with me, John, and pretend that they did do that. Okay. Do you think... There has been or ever will be an episode where they go in to take a bite and like Mary Berry takes a bite of one of, you know, Paul's breads or something and says, the crumb is a little dry for my taste. Because <laughs> that's what I want to see, John. I want to see the judges sort of turn on each other. <laughs> and Paul's like, oh, oh, well, yeah, so the, the, I think I just ran out of time with the bake. <laughs> well, you're going to have to do better next time, Paul. <laughs> Um, that that would be amazing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that um that would be nice to see. Uh, I think it's less likely to happen because I feel like the biggest issue that they have is the time constraints. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like pretty much everyone on the show would be able to do most of these things like almost perfectly, pretty much every time if they we're not rushed for time. Mm-hmm. So given that uh, in this scenario, Paul and or Mary has as much time as they need to make their perfect dish, uh, there's going to be a lot less to critique. Uh, but I, I do feel that they, they go a little easy on each other. Mm. Every once in a while, I feel like they could find something to critique if they, uh, you know, were so inclined. I think it's, I think it might be sort of a, uh, like, Mutually assured destruction type of scenario. Yeah, well, so you know, like pulls out the critiques and then that's it. Yeah, like they know, like next week they're up. They're, they've got to bake something. So, mm-hmm. like you know, if, if Mary's bait is uh, talking shit about Paul's bake this week, then like Paul might try to pull that out on Mary next week. Although, then again, I can't imagine Mary making any mistakes. Yeah. I feel like I can imagine Paul doing something wrong. I cannot imagine Mary doing something wrong. I can imagine Paul doing, like, some sort of baking mistake out of anger, where he's mm. just so mad at his bread that he punches it or something. Yeah, or maybe he, like, tries something new or different, or, like, you know, tries to go all renegade on it, and Mary is not amused. No, she does not like strong flavors, John. She does not like spice. Well, that's not totally true. 
know, they always say Chetna nails it on the flavors every time. They do. They, they also do. always say how she does a lot of flavor. Yeah. But I don't think she does much in the way of I, I know she says explicitly at one point that she didn't make it that spicy um, for Mary because she knows that Mary doesn't like spice. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. That does sound correct. Ah, Chetna, though. Chetna's great. Yeah, I really like Chetna. She is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I can say well, that about every every person on the show, though. Yeah, yeah like fucking um, what's the uh, what's the the guy who's in construction? What's his name? Richard. Yeah, yeah, I think so. With the pencil yeah, the one, behind like, his ear. Yeah, the one with the pencil behind his ear every time. Mm-hmm. He's like he's very British looking. He's a construction worker, and he, or actually, I, I don't know if they ever clarify exactly what he does. No, he does, sorry, he's part of he's he's a member of his family's construction business. Okay, but they, they still, that still doesn't really clarify exactly what he does in the business. Yeah, but. it seems like he doesn't do. I don't know. So they they've shown occasional shots of him like doing construction work, and it seems like he does interior type stuff. Like you don't ever okay. see him sort of. Striding around outside, you know, holding a whole bunch of two by fours and stuff. It seems like he sort of does renovations and things. Oh, okay, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's something I something I really like about him. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got this sort of he's got this childlike look of wonder on his face. A good like seventy to eighty percent of the time. Yeah, but he's but he also like is very competent. Mm-hmm. Like despite. His yeah, I guess he does have this sort of like childlike expression, but then he manages to like do everything. Like if he was like totally incompetent, you would sort of I guess understand why he looks amazed all the time. Mm-hmm. But given that he like can do lots of things very well, it's like I guess more charming that he looks so surprised when other people do cool things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to remember who's the He's worst person on Great British Baking Show. <laughs> the worst person. Yeah, because there's there's so many delightful people, right? So like, there's got to be a worst contestant, mm. like the contestant that maybe I'd just say like the whoever was the first person to go, because I honestly don't remember them. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Yeah, you only get one episode with them; they're not going to be all that memorable. Yeah, because then ah, oh, let's see, it was cake. It was it was the it was the woman who did like these brownie bowl type deals. Don't remember that. That's like a cupcake thing. Hmm. This is this is good pos- podcasting right here. Yes. Uh, so so the most recent episode I watched, um, the, for the showstopper, they made uh, Dobos tort. I think was what it was called. Uh, I'm only familiar with one kind of tort, and that is like chocolate tort. The kind that is like flourless very thick tort. and yeah, yeah, like flourless chocolate tort. That's pretty much the only variety of tort that I have ever experienced. Um, so I don't really know what type of tort this is, but it did get me wondering um, if presented, if, if you and Mary Berry were sat side by side mm-hmm. and presented with uh, and e- with equally sized. Um, identical pieces of flourless chocolate tort. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would eat it slower? Well, I think that all it sort of comes down to what you mean by eat it slower. If you mean who would finish the piece of tort first, the answer would be me. Um, I think I would take yes. a smaller initial bite, 
But I think what would happen is Mary Berry would take one bite, and her face would sort of pucker up. Like she had, instead of uh, eat, eating like a, a small piece of delicious chocolate tort, eaten a sour lemon. And she would make a critique about how this was not a proper tort. And then she would not continue to eat it. Well, so let, let's, let's say that it's an exceptional tort. Like, it no, lives up to think, I don't think very, very standards. Very, very baked it herself. Mm, I don't know. I think that you would again run into an issue. Maybe she would eat more than one small bite um, because she was not too disgusted. But you look at her body, I think she'd fill up on at most three bites. Mm. I think she'd have three bites. She'd say, oh, well, I'm... She'd have three crumbs. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm sure she might have like some comment about how it was, it, was, it was too rich. Full. Uh, or, it's very rich, isn't it? Uh, it's all rich dessert. Can't eat too much. And then she would push it away politely. Mm. And she would just fucking hammer down like a fifth of Jack Daniels. <laughs> that's where she gets her calories to sustain <laughs> herself. I'm pretty sure that's where she gets a good 90% of her calories these days. <laughs> Apparently she, um, so, to my understanding, there's currently three seasons of Great British Baking Show on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I believe that's all the seasons there's going to be. My understanding is that Mary Berry is no longer doing it. Yeah, that's my understanding as well. She's decided that she's had, she's had enough of this nonsense. This American nonsense. <laughs> and she's going back to Britain where she belongs. I'm pretty sure they, they're still making it in England. I don't think that'd be legal. You gotta okay. remember, John, if you make a television show in England, then it is the property of the BBC. Oh, didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's BBC shows on Netflix, though. Which ones? Uh, Doctor Who, I think. Is Doctor Who on Netflix? I thought so. No. And I, then, I, I'm not sure. I can't, off the top of my head, name that many BBC shows. Oh, no, there's that, um, uh, there's that old, like, mod show, um, it's like a, yeah, there's some old, like, British comedies on Netflix that mod I can't remember show? the name of. What? Mod it's like The show. Great Something or other. It's like the, like, the mod fashion style. What's mod? Um, the M-O-D, uh, or? I think that's how it's spelled. Like they're, they're video game mods, or? No, no, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a subculture from the mid to late 1960s that began in London. Uh, the, the Beatles did some, like, mod looks a couple, t- or occasionally. Like Paul and Ringo and Gary. No, 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 not them. Like, um, like, uh, like, like, like the animals, like, 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 um, small, like, insects would occasionally, oh, like, okay. would be really pretty into this subculture. Also, John, um, you did miss my joke. Oh, I, I, what was your joke? You're gonna have to go back and look at it in post, John. Oh. But then I think you're gonna oh. also have to, like, edit in, um, the hearty chuckles that you're gonna make when you understand it. <laughs> Did you, like, I wasn't really listening to you, I guess. Did you <laughs> say their names wrong or something? I, I said one of their names wrong. Instead of George, I said Gary. Oh. Why? It's Gary's mod. Oh. That's, that's a... That's... 
Well, John, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to edit in that hearty shuffle when you get it. it sort of when it a, pierces like, through. I mean, I I guess like I, I get it. it. It's just it's kind of a, a jump. I feel. Well, we were talking about mod culture. Yeah, and but when I say you're Gary, there, like, like listing off the, the Beatles, and you just like replace one of their names with Gary without immediately having the word mod somewhere like 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 preceding it or following it. I don't know. It it's a bit of a jump, Ian. Well, listeners, um if you think John was wrong for um not appreciating my comedy, please write into us at www.gmail.com <laughs> Okay, no, it's ASMRQuesting at gmail.com. ASMR hyphen questing. Slash listeners, <laughs> listeners, if you think I was wrong and that Ian's joke is really good, then write in to ASMRQuesting at gmail.com. And listeners, if you think that I was right and that Ian's joke was not very good, then Do don't not write in. write in. Oh, wait, no, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, guys, well, now you're really going to have to write in. <laughs> I was going to use your apathy to my advantage, but I just sort of fumbled that one. So. <laughs> yeah, you really did. Now, listeners, it's in your court. Coming to you on hands and knees. Well, how many emails did we get this week, John? Uh, Ian, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that, John. I'm sure we had 50 or 60, but we just don't have time. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. Well, well, then we're sort of sending them the wrong message, aren't we? We're saying, even if that's, you do write in. That's true. Well, so, like, I, I I just meant that this is a short, that this week we're doing a short episode. Is it? Because we're already at 35 minutes. Yeah, well, so I, I was about to, like, wrap it up. Oh, okay. But I guess we can just, like, quickly go see what the listeners are up to. Uh, before we finish, um, uh, no new emails. Wow. Okay, but but what about Twitter? I'm sure our Twitter's been ablaze. I'm pretty sure I saw. Oh yeah, I'm sure time. everyone's been writing. I'm sure our wonderful listeners have been. Uh, uh, there, there's there's nothing on Twitter. Well, no action. Um, and then iTunes is just going to take for fucking ever to load. So. Well, I think here's the issue that we have, John. Yeah. Like maybe the problem is we've got sort of too fast of a turnaround cycle, where we publish the podcast on Sunday, but then we record on Tuesdays. Hmm. So maybe we're not giving them enough time to sort of... Because I, th- I bet what's well, happening... Well, except got, that, like... I think we've got, like, 100 or 200 listeners, just, and they spend, like, three, four days just sort of agonizingly typing up, like, a, a detailed, informative question mm-hmm. or just sort of update about their life. And then they look at the calendar, they realize, oh my goodness, it's already Wednesday. They've already recorded the next episode, so they throw it away. They wait uh, until Sunday, and then we they start all over again, John. I think I we're see, in a vicious I cycle. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Um, so I guess we should say to you, our listeners, um, you know, if if you've got that letter and it, or that email or that tweet that you've been, you know, carefully composing to us, don't worry. You should you should still send it in. We'll we'll still get to it, and we will still appreciate it. It won't be too late for us. But it will be too late to save her. What? I don't know. I'm just fucking trying to inject some drama into this, John. It's like, they fucking clock's ticking down. She's in danger, John. 
who's in danger? And from, like, are we saving this person, or are we... Are I don't we think danger? we're saving them, John. Oh. I don't know what we're doing, but I don't think we're saving this person in, in whatever situation this is. I don't... I don't think I like this scenario very well, much. Well, John, you know, I'm not saying that anybody likes this scenario. I'm saying this is the scenario we were forced to take. Like, we tried being nice about this, John. We tried asking politely for people to, <laughs> you know, write in and comment. <laughs> but if we have to, if we have to joke about having kidnapped a loved one, threatening them, <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have to do what we're gonna have to do, John. Oh, wow. Well, I guess listeners, you know what you have to do then. Yeah. You can uh, find us on Twitter at ASMR underscore quest. You can email us at ASMRquesting at gmail.com. Uh, or, uh, and please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Listeners? No marked bells. Stay- <laughs> Listeners, stay tingly and no marked bells. Nice.